welcome to the Hive Podcast. I'm Olivia Roosh, an art student and this year's Editor-in-Chief. This podcast is brought to you by The Retort, MSUB's student-led news outlet. We're here to deliver relevant news to the MSUB community that is both educational and entertaining. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome, welcome to this week's week's edition of the Retort Podcast. I am here here with the triathlon team with Coach Kevin Kevin Berioski and Madison Chavez. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the triathlon team as well as the recent recent upcoming bill that is currently being being added added to the NCAA legislation, which is the which is the Name and Likeness Likeness Act as well. So. So to get started, let's uh, introduce Madison Chavez. Hello, I'm Madison Chavez, and I'm currently a junior here at MSU Billings, but it's my second year of triathlon, and I'm majoring in environmental studies, and I'm pretty happy to be the first ever triathlete in the state of Montana. Last year was our first year, and it was a good season. So I'm excited. And Coach Kevin, can you can please please tell tell little, little somebody about yourself? Uh, yeah. So uh, um, in addition to being the first triathlete here, I'm the first coach for the triathlon team, which is pretty exciting. And yeah, Madison and her teammate Madeline had a great first season for us in 2019, and then of course taking a big pause here in 2020 slash early 2021 because of COVID. So we're kind of just waiting and chomping at the bit for our next competition. And um, so I got started here about two and a half years ago now and slowly building up the team. Oh, nice, nice. And so how did the, and coach, how did the program start? Um, I, 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 from what I understand, kind of behind the scenes, there was some interest um, really pretty early on when the NCAA first added triathlon in 2014. After the first couple of years, I think there was some interest within the athletic department. Um, I know the former um, track and cross country coach here was a big advocate for it as well. So I think he kind of presented it to the athletic director, Krista, um, about adding it. And then USA Triathlon has been a huge part of it because they're offering a lot of schools grants to start programs. And I don't think that would have been possible here at MSUB without the grant that they provided. So kind of the combination of um, just some mutual interest and the chancellor was on board at the time and the grant kind of all things put together and said, let's give this a go here. Oh, nice, nice. And Matt, and Madison, what, so what made you want, want to get involved with the triathlon team over at MSUB? So I actually started out going to a community college in Sheridan, Wyoming, and I was playing basketball. And it was an interesting transition from high school to college. So I was kind of struggled there. And then after that year, I took a year off and did a couple foot surgeries. And I ended up coaching and then ended up not really taking a year off, but anyways, I found there's an article that was saying that, you know, there's going to be a new sport at MSU Billings, and my dad originally showed me, and then, then I kind of sparked interest from there because 
I took part in a Lady Ultimate Warrior Challenge on the Crow Reservation, and I'm also Crow in Northern Cheyenne as well. So that that um, kind of brings another aspect into showing natives that they can be a part of something new and to close to the area, you know, Billings is like an hour away from Crow Reservation. So it just show them that you can be a part of something bigger and new and exciting. Oh yeah, that sounds very inspiring, especially being 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 a Native American since I'm also Native American too from the Zuni Zuni Reservation, which is located in west 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 central part of New Mexico, so basically about eleven eleven miles away from the Arizona border. As I can relate relate to how how for me I'm I'm like one one of the few few native native athletes for my for my tribe to to not only play college sports but but still still being able to play as well. So so that's a kind of, kind of like one of my biggest motivations to keep on going going as well. And coach, so what made you want to be involved with the tri triathlon? Well, I guess it it kind of starts way back in my college days when I was just perpetually injured injury after injury I was a college um, track and cross-country athlete and just could not keep myself healthy and started dabbling in triathlons because I was doing so much cross training with biking and swimming to try to get through the injuries and um, and then after that got into coaching um, cross-country and track and competing in triathlons just as an age grouper and really fell in love with the sport and then of course, when the NCAA added triathlon, um, it was such a cool opportunity, um, and it was perfect timing when then they added the program here, and I was kind of going through a transition and um, just jumped at the chance to try to, to get into the basically the forefront of the sport at the NCAA level. Oh, nice, nice. And, and Madison, Madison, so, so what, since you were a former, former basketball player, right, so, so what? So how is like the training different from basketball to, to being now being while we triathlon? Well, in high school I was used to doing like, you know, four or three different sports. So I was just used to doing volleyball or cross country, then I would go to basketball, then I would go to or tennis or track, you know, I tried a bunch of different sports in high school. So that kind of set the the tone of what I was used to I think and so going into college and just playing that one sport basketball it was kind of tough for me to I guess focus like just on basketball and nothing else and then my schoolwork was kind of tough too so that was um a big big aspect of why I was excited to be a part of triathlon because you know you you swim you bike and you run and you're not going to be swimming every day you know you're not it's going to be different every day and that's like the main thing i like about triathlon is the switching up of things of activities every day and it just keeps keeps you young i guess <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's sounds that sounds very fun and i'm sure it's i'm sure it's like a very challenging as well i mean like when i'm to train like for swimming then biking then running running as well and and coach you talk about how uh, how triathlon involves like those three components. So how you like based around your based around like the the work workout plan for the athletes as well? Yeah, you definitely have to have a fine balance between all of them. And 
um, they're all, even though the swim during competitions, the swim is like the shortest aspect of it. It's still like vitally important. I feel like all three components are fairly equal. Um, it's at the college NCAA level, it's a draft legal during the bike. So it's important to have a strong swim so you can get into a good draft group on the bike and hopefully be up further for the run. And yeah, it's so, you know, my kind of philosophy is you have to have a fairly equal balance of all three. And I think we do a pretty good job of that. We, we typically try to hit roughly three, maybe four days a week of, of all of the disciplines. So we swim three days a week right now. We've been swimming very regularly. Um, and then typically running about three days a week and biking about three days a week. And then of course, sometimes you combine those into one session too where you'll swim and then get right on the bike to to do some biking and really try to develop those specific uh specific physiological um stimulus that you need during a race when you're you know jumping out of the water and getting right on your bike quickly and working on those transitions so it's it's fun mixing them all in and it's it's definitely an kind of an elegant dance and to balance all of them for sure oh oh yeah i bet I mean, that sounds like very, very hectic as well. Uh, so, so next we're going to talk about the, about this new, new recent bill that's been introduced to the NCAA uh, Council, which is the name and likeness act. So, for so what that basically is, is like a bill that allows student, allows student athletes to use their name, image, likeness to make money off of it, such as selling autographs, hosting sports camps, as well as having like personal appearances. In addition to them. Them being involved like in, in commercial commercials and third party third part parties products and services as well. On top of that, on top of that, uh, whatever money that, that the athletes make that that will not not affect affect his his or her financial aid package as well as their or their cost of attendance to attend the school as well. And along with that, that also comes with comes with comes with following like the institutional policies with that and that and that's going to be like various per various from all institutions. In a, in addition to to athletes that they cannot miss any classes just to participate, say for example for a commercial. So that he cannot miss miss classes just because of that. And also while while if, while participating in a commercial the athlete cannot wear or any any institutional athletic uniforms or pairs, such as, for example, say Madison got got an opportunity to to be in commercial for 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 out of our dealership, so she cannot she cannot go show to the commercial wearing MSCB triathlon apparel. That's that be considered still illegal according according to that. In addition, addition to this, this will also allow students student athletes to. To help fundraise for catastrophic events such as medical injuries, maybe their family like lost their houses, house due to a fire, and and, and some and a bunch of elements that are, that are involved that's considered considered catastrophic. And also, also this will allow allow their friend or relative to to use their name name to help fundraise as well, and also allow allow members of the institution uh, and faculty staff staff as well to help donate donate to the cost as well. And also allows the the institution to to like promote their promote their fundraising all across platforms, so whether it's websites, social media, brochures, and some and some of the drawbacks is and some of the th 
job as is that, that the institution nor, nor member of the institutional staff may be involved with the development, operation, or promotional of the student athlete's business, business as well. And with, when, with, that, that being said, with that being said, Coach, uh, how do you, how you feel about, about this proposal? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of been talked about for a couple of years now, and I have not put a ton of thought into it just because I know, you know, it's, it's definitely kind of more geared towards, you know, big power five, division one schools where, you know, they can market themselves at such a higher level since they're on TV a lot more and all that stuff. So I haven't put a ton of thought into it just because I don't think, at least in the early stages, it will have a huge effect on Division Two in general. Um, you know, just at the surface level, thinking about it, um, you know, I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. Um, if you're going to, you know, be able to do some things to, I mean, most college students are just kind of scraping by. So if there's little things they can do, whether it's working, you know, serving food in the student union or, you know, having their name on some shirts, I don't understand or I don't quite see, you know, the the negative sides of that. I'm sure there's some things that will, will pop up that are maybe borderline issues that we don't even foresee at this point. But um, especially when you're talking about, like, you know, potentially fundraising for you know different things whether it's family matter members or community organizations obviously anytime you can bridge that gap between athletics and community involvement is is awesome so if it kind of opens up more doors for those opportunities then of course that's fantastic i think you know that's the great thing about sports at the local level is the you know the camaraderie between community and athletics and and how they can tie together is is great and if it can help a struggling student out that's just scraping by trying to pay for tuition and books and stuff I think you know there's definitely a lot of wins there and like I said there's probably a lot of things I haven't thought about that could potentially become issues as well but um, I don't know it's it's interesting because it's definitely a, a bigger scope when you get to the the big time division one schools and probably a a lot different issues when it comes to those schools as well and you know sometimes more money isn't always <laughs> the best thing when it comes to dealing with the issues and um, there's probably going to be some yeah unforeseen things that that they'll have to kind of figure out as they go through the process assuming it you know all becomes for the most part legal to be able to to do some of these things so I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I definitely would have a different mindset, I'm sure, if I was in a Power Five program um, versus a Division Two school. But um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of how all the cards fall. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like a huge huge deal as well. Even even as a student athlete as well. And Madison, how you how you feel about this bill? Well, I think my coach put it pretty kind of perfect because. Like he was saying, Division One, like powerhouses, you know, they're always on TV. They get everyone, like if they like the player, or like kind of more towards basketball, I guess. It's mm -hmm. like what I think of is, you know, they buy the jersey and that goes to the school. And some of these players make a lot of money. So, yeah, like, so I think it'd be an interesting bill to 
to have happen but as well like there could be drawbacks but like the community aspect of it like trying to promote yourself as well as like your sport maybe or whatever it would be a good impact and like financially too would be helpful for the athlete that you know having that extra income I guess Uh, you know, it's that's a good question, but, you know, there's already such a big disparity between, you know, the $5 million locker rooms that a Power 5 football program will have versus, you know, a, a smaller Division II school. Um, so, And maybe maybe something like this would, would widen that gap. And But I, I, think, I think you're still battling for that same student and you're still battling for you know having the best facilities and having unfortunately you know the most money to do do these things and so I, I don't know that this would necessarily I mean maybe it would a kid that's you know looking at a, a top division two basketball program versus a, a low level d1 or maybe even a mid-level d1 program but that mid-level d1 program does occasionally get on TV or something and maybe there's a chance where where you can get a little bit more promotion and you know sell a jersey or whatever it is. So, yeah, I guess I could kind of see it having having a little bit of an impact on that, but there's really there's just so much of a disparity already between, you know, kind of the haves and haves nots in a matter of speaking that I I don't see it having that big of a an impact, but it's it's a good question. And Madison, do you have anything to add on top of that? Like with us being triathlon athletes, it's so new still that you know we, we probably wouldn't even. Well, there probably would be a an impact, but mostly I just think about basketball when it comes to this bill. So. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think 
it's it's a whole different world basketball and football versus i mean they're the sports that are on tv every weekend and you know it really comes down to exposure and when those programs are exposed so much more than others it's almost hard to put yourself in those shoes as as a little triathlon program that's yeah. just starting out <laughs> oh, oh yeah for sure and and coach if if you only had to choose one song to play play every every time you walk walked into a room for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, man. Uh, I saw that you, you had given us a heads up on that question, and I haven't I got thought it. about it. Lizzo. <laughs> Any Lizzo song. <laughs> Any Just Lizzo song. That's for me. That's what you're saying? Remember, because it was overplayed. Yes, when we kind of first started out as a program, we listened to a lot of Lizzo on the way to our first couple triathlon competitions she dominated the airwaves so that would be a good theme song for the msub triathlon team at least for the next decade or so (laughs) (laughs) am i am i asking oh i don't know i really if i could choose one song that'd be hard because i listen to so many different genres and music and maybe something reggaeton yeah yeah, actually, Mood Forever by Beyonce. Oh, nice. Ah, yeah. The queen herself. Yeah, my enemies pray on me. So pray for me. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> We're getting deep now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're getting, peeking into each other's souls here a little bit. <laughs> and Co- Coach, do you have any final, final thoughts, thoughts, words, or comments? Well, thanks for having us on. It's always nice for, for especially little new startup programs like this to to get on the airwaves and it's a yeah it's a fun sport i'm just excited that the state of montana is putting together an ncaa triathlon program which is which is great we're you know a little bit isolated from you know it's really heavy on the east coast right now a vast majority of the programs are kind of out east but kind of like how we colonized the united states it's slowly moving west and more and more programs are coming west and it's kind of interesting to to watch the to be a part the sport girl, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Am asking to have any final words, comments? Um, I get. I guess you, my final thought or words would be if you, if anyone who's listening has any questions about triathlon or how to get exposure or whatever, you could just. I'm pretty sure there's a questionnaire you can fill out, and that's kind of how I got started. I just filled out that questionnaire. I reached out to a coach. Birky and just kind of told him information and kind of my background. So if anyone has questions or is interested in the sport, we would be more than help- happy to help you out or have you on the team. <laughs> Good plug. And, and, what, and is there any, any social media we have that can find, out, find more information about the triathlon team? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got, we were just actually talking about Snapchat the other day because I have no idea what Snapchat is. I'm like, do we need to have a Snapchat for our team? Like, ah, no, that's not really how Snapchat works. <laughs> ah, I don't really know. But we're on the, the the good old Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We have those three for sure. Yeah. Yeah. MSUB Triathlon is what you would search. Uh, and this concludes our interview. I want to thank Madison Chavez and Coach and Coach Kevin. 
Kevin Birchick. The, the key to beer, beer key. Oh, Coach Kevin, <laughs> Coach Kevin beer key. There you go. Beer, beer key. <laughs> We're coming coming down to the retort and retort and telling more information about the triathlon team as well as having their input for the NCAA name and likeness image, image, image bill. And this concludes our interview. And this is Joy Lahi. We're up. Thank you for tuning in to the Hive Podcast. You can follow the retort on Instagram and like us on Facebook for more content. Feel free to reach out with ideas for future episodes through our social media or email us at retort at msubillings.edu. Find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Today's episode was sponsored by MSUB's student government, ASMSUB.